Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, yo, what is up, Believers, and what is up, Bear Down Nation? I am Cameron Lee. And I am Joy Christopoulos. Today's episode of Believe in Bears is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The NBA and college basketball season, it is back. And the NFL and college football playoffs, including your Chicago Bears, it's right around the corner. It is next week. And with all this sports going on, there's plenty of bets to lock in on. So if you're thinking about picking, let's say, the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship, or who's going to upset Patrick Mahomes in these playoffs, you need to go to BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always that online casino as well it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again at betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts you're going to want to head there next week, Bears fans. Bears in Week 17, they fall to the Green Bay Packers 35-16. to They fall to an 8-8 eight eight record on the season. But who swoops in but the Arizona Cardinals picks the Bears up off the ground as they lose to the, uh, to the Rams 18-7. to The Bears are in the playoffs, Cameron. Maybe not the way that they wanted to back themselves into the postseason, but for the second time in three seasons, they're going to the big dance. I cede the floor to you. What are your thoughts on today's loss to the Packers? Obviously, you're a little disappointed. You hoped that the team would come out and play a little bit better. But there was some really good stuff that was on display in the first half, you know, coming out and, and controlling the ball for uh, all of, you know, what, what felt like the, the vast majority of the first half and, and you know, putting them, themselves in a good position. You know, I don't think that realistically we thought this team should beat the Packers. We were being optimistic. But, I, you know, I, I don't come away from this going, you know, like we're terrible. We need to beat ourselves up about it. We lost to a very good team, maybe the best team in the NF, NFC right now. And we're in the playoffs. You know, I, I think that it, this wasn't the best case scenario, but it's far from the worst. So I'm, I'm okay with what happened today. I'm not really upset at all. And I don't know. Maybe it's my birthday. Maybe the Cardinals helped them out by helping them back into the postseason. But even after the game, Matt Nagy himself says, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to feel I'm still feeling the emotions of losing this football game, but I just got told we're heading to the postseason. And Cameron, this is the 2020 Chicago Bears. Roller coaster, up and down. Not sure what you're going to get from them. Even when they take a step backwards, they still get pushed forwards in a direction that can hopefully be positive moving forward. They have a playoff game next week against the New Orleans Saints. And, and you're you're nailing it. I, I, just, I just like the fact that 35 minutes to 24 minutes, time of possession. I like that. You know, we're down 21 to 16. We had that fourth and one situation, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, if we put points on the board, we're either down by a field goal or we take the lead in that situation. We were playing competitively with the Green Bay Packers. Look at this as progress, Bears fans. Where were we four or five weeks ago? They were blowing our doors off. Now we'll get into the defense in a second, but at least this offense was able to keep drives alive. You know, what do we convert five of six on fourth down? You know, David Montgomery, the running game wasn't going. We were still able to chip away, keep the chains moving a little bit. Let's be honest. We are not on level with the Green Bay Packers. We're just not there. We may never get there. But today, I thought we got a little bit closer to getting the taste of what a playoff opponent's going to look like. We hung in there. We made some mistakes. Defense has got to get a lot better. But I'm not as torn up about this loss as maybe some Bears fans are probably going to feel heading into Monday morning. I agree with that. I, and, I, and I think that's fair. You know, I, like I said, there was, there was some good stuff, you know, we saw them come out and they executed a pretty solid game plan for large, uh, large chunks of this, you know, coming out and really dominating the time of possession, making a clear and concerted effort to, to being able to run the ball. 
Uh, passing game looked okay. I saw Mitchell Trubisky throw a ball, I believe it was 40 yards downfield, and there was a completion, which was rare. Uh, you know, so I, I, like we said, there. Let's just let's just put it in 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 plain terms. Are the Bears as good as the Packers? No, they're not. And I I don't think that you know after an entire 17 weeks of, of football, you you just it's clear and it's obvious that this team is not as good as that team. But there's definitely something that can be built off of. This team is in the playoffs. They've made significant strides to head in the right direction. And and I'm thinking you know, this is okay. Maybe in, maybe in some playoff football, you know, you roll the dice and anything can happen. But I think that given the ups and downs of this crazy, crazy roller coaster of a season, you know, where we were a couple of weeks ago, I think this may be the best case scenario. You know, we are, we are in the playoffs. And keep in mind too, if the bears come out and play a fantastic game, beat the New Orleans Saints. Guess who they're playing the next week, Bears fans? They're playing that same Green Bay Packers uh, team for a third time, and they're inching a little bit closer to perhaps sniffing what could perhaps be an upset win over that Green Bay team. But I digress. That's way far in the future. Let's just kind of roll it back. I want to ask you a couple of things that happened in the game. Let's start with the first play of the game, Cameron. I watched a lot of football. I'm a football novice, though, because I did know that was a rule. Be honest with me. Did you know that that was a rule, what Corderell Patterson did by possessing the ball out of bounds and then it goes to the 40 yard line help us walk through that a little bit i had no idea that was even a thing believe it or not i've sat in on some special teams meetings before and i've never had to return it well i've been on a i've been on a hands team once in my life and uh i i but whether you're on the hands team and actually get a rep they make you sit through these meetings so i know that if you have one foot out of bounds if you have a cleat out of bounds if you just have a pinky out of bounds and you touch the ball that that ball is going all the way up to the 40. So Cordero Patterson, the question was not whether or not was not an issue about that rule, which I guess, you know, maybe some not so inside football people don't know. I couldn't tell if he was out of bounds when he touched it, which is the scary part. If he touches it inbounds and then goes out of bounds, it's on the one. That part was the scary part for me. But yes, if you, that's what they, they teach you is if the ball's anywhere near the sideline get out of bounds, and then touch the ball. The ball's going to be advanced. Yeah, inside football, people, we didn't know what he was doing. We said, what the hell are you thinking? What's going on? Why? What was the thought process? And then it turns out that's an A.J. Brzezinski-type play. That's knowing the rule book. That's knowing the play is good for Cordero Patterson. We got at the 40-yard line. That was huge, Cameron, because we scored a touchdown on that drive. What was it, a 13-14 play drive? A little mix of David Montgomery. He missed a little action with the knee. You know, it looks like the knees like kind of straightened on him a little bit, got a little scary. But right off the bat, you had to have liked what you saw, rolling Cole Komet out, some bread and butter stuff, holding, like keeping the clock. Really great first drive to start off the game. They looked awesome. I, I thought the, I thought the very first possession was one of the better series that I've seen this team have all year. And when they come out and ultimately put it in the end zone and and they just really made a clear effort to just run the ball and do what works and and do a little rollout and hit, hit the tight ends and do this fun stuff. I thought it was it was an excellent drive, one of the better ones that we've seen all year. On a drive that, let's be honest, I didn't think Mitch Trubisky came out, you know, guns blazing in this game. I thought he was a bit inaccurate, a couple of wobbly passes here and there. I thought he corrected himself. You know, we're going to get into him a little bit deeper, but I just didn't think he had going really early on and to be able to score a touchdown on that drive without him really doing anything. I thought that boded really well for the game. Green Bay Packers get the ball back. You know, let's just touch on the defense a little bit quick because Aaron Rodgers, 10 for 10 in the first half, 155 yards three touchdowns. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's got, what, 46, 47 touchdowns this season. You know, how much are you putting on this Aaron Rodgers being amazing? How much are you putting this on a Bears defense that cannot figure him out? Well, give credit where credit is due. 
Aaron Rodgers throws a perfect ball almost every time. He just has such a great feel for what he's doing. And I love the way that this team uh, schemes up against the defense, the way that they roll some of these wide receivers across uh, across formations and make uh, like a Danny Trevathan type, an inside linebacker type, cover uh, uh, these receivers on the run. They make they just make throws easy for him, you know. Um, I, I really thought that they went out and they put together a really good plan. And when good players have a good plan in place, like it's, it's just easy. So and I, I don't want to beat the bears up too much. Their secondary. I still, obviously there's still some holes. There's still some issues that we're getting over. We missed Jalen Johnson and, and Buster screen and all of this, but I'm not going to like beat up Duke Shelley too much or, or, you know, any of these guys that are that are being thrown in there, Aaron Rodgers is great, and he did what he does. The 72-yard touchdown pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling was able to, you know, a streak down the field. Danny Trevathan had him picked up. Is that the Packers scheming him open that situation, or is that a blown coverage on the back end by the Bears? I think that that's them scheming that open and, and you know, just trying to – they take advantage of of these opportunities when they get wide receivers on the in, on those inside linebackers and it becomes a matter of Danny Trevathan keeping up with these speedster types and they just throw it over the top and he just can't keep up with that. You know, the Packers, they put a couple points on the board. They go up, you know, they tie the game at seven. Bears come back, get another field goal, 10 to seven. That's a pattern that's going to start forming. Packers come back down. They score again, 14 to 10. Cameron, let's get a little big picture here. I know we want to dive into Mitch Trubisky for the better part of the game until the very end had some incomplete passes, but was, you know, what, 24 for 27 at one point, I think he completed 11 straight passes in the third quarter. Of course, Bears fans are going to pick apart that poor pass to a Rob in the red zone, but I do want to drill in on that. Cause we've been talking about that. Cameron, this game right here is a taste of how far the bears can go in the playoffs. They were right there with the green Bay Packers. They were matching them drive for drive, owning the time of possession, Thought the offensive line looked good. David Montgomery wasn't busting loose, but I thought he was, you know, he was running hard. We were picking up first downs. But again, Mitch Trubisky in the red zone, unable to convert, you know, those moments into touchdowns. They're turning into field goals. There's moments in the game where I feel like Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy don't even trust Trubisky to attempt to pass in the end zone. It's all in front of the line, and they're hoping that their guys can move it in. Moving forward, Cameron, it was all kind of laid out there to bear. You know, I really like where this Bears offense is going, but we've talked about it. You know, Mitch Trubisky in the red zone moving forward. Is that the X factor to as far the Bears can go in this playoff run? And I think when you look at it, it's got to be something that's really concerning for you because I I mean, I've I've been a Mitch supporter this whole year, and I will say this again and again. He can move the ball down the field. They have no problem moving the ball down the field. It's when you come up against a team that's found an ability to stop the run and then you're going to make Mitch throw the ball into the end zone. That's that's what the Packers did today. That's really the difference. The Bears were able to move the ball down the field time and time again, get to the red zone, and field goal, field goal, field goal. That's the problem. Yeah, it, I think that that's going to be kind of, I guess, the kryptonite moving forward is that Mitch hasn't proven that he has the ability to to find guys open and create those you know plays that you know I guess some quarterbacks can just you know find a way to scheme it up to make it work, to get the ball in the hands of the right guy at the right way at the right time. Um, and, and the Bears just really haven't figured that out yet. Is I mean, that's partially on Mitch, partially on scheme, because um, you just got to find a way. You just have to. And, and you know, they've really had success lately with, with David Montgomery being able to carry them so far and get them into the end zone. But when you go up against a stout defense and that has, is putting an emphasis on, on making sure that you're not going to run your way into the end zone, you got to find another way to get it done, and they just couldn't get it done today. And you mentioned scheme. What I think happens as well is 
for Bears fans that want to criticize Matt Nagy, when we get all cute and we start changing our formations, when we're trying to start doing shovel passes, when we're trying to do reverses in the red zone, that's when people start saying, Matt Nagy, what are you thinking? What are you doing? But again, we're, cu- we're coming back around to that confidence factor. I think Mitch is building more confidence, even in this game. Really liked a lot of things that he did. I think he made some, you know, some big throws. I mean, that throw to Darnell Mooney. Can't take that off of him. That was a great throw on some third and shorts. Made it happen. Fourth and one, finding Anthony Miller. Great pass. But again, it's not five yards in, in uh, you know what I mean, in the red zone. It's when it's at that like seven, eight yard line, that nine yard line where he's got to put it on somebody and find it in there. I don't think the Bears coaching staff has confidence in him to do it. I don't know if he has confidence in doing it. It showed up a lot today because, look, now all of a sudden we have a Bears offense that can bring us into that red zone. But that's going to be a huge, huge key heading into next week against the New Orleans Saints. Can we convert and can Mitch make those throws? Yeah, getting across that line is, I mean, it's its not just the literal end zone line. It's symbolic at this point is, is finding that way to cross that line, to cross that threshold and put those extra points on the board. Uh, that are going to be essential come playoff time because that's the difference between like good teams and great teams is the ability to capitalize on every single opportunity and getting three is not as good as getting seven, obviously. And just to pivot real quick onto play calling in general, fourth down, we were four for four and fourth downs. And then, you know, we did not, we're unable to pick it up. I believe on the previous fourth down, we did a QB sneak, which had worked twice in the game. At that point, they felt like they went to a shotgun rollout, was unable to execute, unable to convert. Just go back to it. They had another fourth goal and goal situation on the two-yard line. They kicked a field goal. Were you on board with most of these play-calling moves? I like the aggressiveness. I think we're at the point where the offense should feel that confidence to be able to get those short yardage, fourth down situations. Were you on board with each of those calls throughout the game? Man, I like the aggression. I love that they came out and set a tone early. You know, that's some some of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast is how do you – uh, create that success and create that swagger. And sometimes it's taking risks and taking chances and finding a way to make it happen. So I love that they came out and were finding a way, whether that be the sneak or going to Montgomery or, or going to Anthony Miller, whoever it was, I love uh, that they did that. Uh, when it came to that fifth try, I think that, I think, like you said, they were four for four at one point on fourth down. And then you got your fifth, fourth down try. And like by the third quarter, I mean, that's crazy. You only have so many plays that you're prepared for in that moment and I didn't really hate what they were doing uh I wonder if there was some miscommunication it looked like Jimmy Graham should have been running a route and trying to get open but he appeared to almost be blocking and the post game you know Mitch I think it was Mitch Renaghi was saying that uh you know we we called a, a good play but they you know theirs was just better and and that's you know got to be better on that part I mean I I don't beat them up for that I mean <laughs> that's your fifth fourth down try and those are all fourth and shorts i mean like you've only got so many plays prepared for that scenario obviously you got to be better in that instance but uh i don't really know where you go well and it's the game of inches too how many times when david montgomery falls down he isn't two links short of the fourth down marker that just happens every time every single time uh in the post game conference matt Nagy seemed pretty steamed about that fourth and one call seemed to intimate a little bit that it was an execution issue where he felt like he had the right play call, didn't look like they were able to pull it together, execute it. And, and you're right. How many times can you go back to that? Well, and again, they had a situation on that particular play. It was 21-16. They could have kicked the field goal to make it 21-19. And at the time I was like, yeah, but I'm sure Matt Nagy was thinking the same thing. How many times are we going to keep kicking these field goals over and over and over again? Unfortunately, the dam broke loose. 
Green Bay scored two fourth quarter touchdowns to make the score look drastically different than what the game actually felt like. Yeah, you go out there and you can kick that field goal right there. But I mean, you're just giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. And now you're only down two, but you know he's going to score in the next five plays. And all of a sudden the game seems like a blowout. Uh, and that's just kind of one of the the problems of playing the Packers. And I think that's one of the problems uh, that, you know, Mitchell Trubisky and, and this offense kind of seem when they're playing from behind or putting them a lot more pressure on them, asking them to make these bigger plays in these tougher situations. And that's when we see Mitch start to force more balls into, into spots because he feels the pressure of having to make that big play. And that's when the, the turnovers start to happen. Those uh, riskier throws start to happen. And I think that's part of the progression of him as, I guess, a young-ish quarterback in this league. The, the great ones don't do that. They they keep their cool and, and make the good throws throughout. And so I think that's kind of one of his one of the the big parts for him taking that next step to his credit a little bit. He was able to, I I agree with you. He was behind the eight ball multiple times. We went up seven, nothing. They tied it. We went up 10, seven. They went up 14 to 10. They went up 21, 10. We were still able to get that field goal at the end of the half, but just felt like we were playing with fire consistently, just kicking field goals. And Cameron was, was one of your keys in the preview pod. uh, Make sure Aaron Rodgers gets an incompletion uh, because uh, honestly, the dude going 10 for 10 in the first half. I mean, these are just continuously these tales of folklore of the Packers just beating down on the Chicago Bears over and over and over again. I don't really know if there's a question here. Aaron Rodgers is just a great football player. I know we think that we have a great defense. Maybe we just have a good defense that can be a little inconsistent. But man, that guy's had a fantastic season. He just tore us up again. There's really not a whole lot we could do. In my opinion, I, I said blitz him. And I thought we did some nickel nickel blitzing, tried to backdoor him a couple of times. Nothing really seemed to work. I don't even know if we could have gotten it done with the linebackers that we had, even when Roquan Smith you know, came out of the game. He's completely unfazed. He just doesn't seem to be bothered or pressured by anything, and that's why they put him on the State Farm commercials. Cameron, I'd love to hear, what's your grade for the defensive line in Week 17? Oh, you're throwing me a, a curveball there. The defensive line, I would say B. Could they have been better? Yes. Did they do a better job against the run than they did last time? That simply may just be the presence of, of Akeem Hicks makes makes a, a hell of a difference in there. I, I think they can, they they were okay. Uh, they were not world beaters by any means. Certainly uh, didn't see the number of sacks that would be necessary to to beat Aaron Rodgers. But you know, rushing was held in check for the most part. I mean, offense. I think I think they're okay. B giving them a B. I'm going C plus. I mean, one, one sack, three quarterback hits. I'm with you. You know, the bears as a team, I believe they had 356 total yards of offense on 76 plays. Green Bay Packers had 344, I think somewhere in that range or 315 maybe in 44 plays and about half the amount of plays. Now, of course, take that 72 yarder away from Marquez Valdez Scantling. Now, all of a sudden you're looking at something that's a a lot better of an effort than what actually shows up in the box score for this defense. Unfortunately, though, I think uh, we talked about on the preview pod, they just didn't come out and set that tone that, you know, we were going to go step for step with Aaron Rodgers. They really let him do whatever he wanted. And it was tough sledding at first. I think it was in the second quarter. He only had like 45 yards passing or something, something minuscule. And then the dam kind of broke loose a little bit. That big play right there to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they came down and they scored again. But in the second half, I thought they played pretty solid as well. So I would like to think that this this unit, especially up front, you know, the Akeem Hicks, the Khalil Max, hell, the Robert Quinns of this world should be able to show up next week and perhaps play a little bit better. You know, Drew Brees is a fantastic quarterback. 
different stage of his career. I don't think he's going to be bombing the ball 72 yards down the field. Might be a little bit of a different style. So let's see if maybe they can get home on him and perhaps bring a better effort for next week. Cameron, I also want to get for you uh, you're great for the offensive line in this game. Offensive line, uh, you know, it wasn't the best game that we've seen them play as of late. But again, I, I thought they were fine. Um, weren't able to to crush the rushing uh, numbers like we're used to. Uh, but some decent success. I'm going to go B minus on this one. I was thinking B, B plus because I'm with you. You can't give them an A. There's no really reason to give them an A. But didn't see a lot of penalties out there. Mitch, for the most part, stayed pretty clean. Oh, but the Alex Bars though, talk about Alex it. Bars. I don't. I mean, I, I'm I'm a guard. I have committed that exact penalty before. I don't know who he paid, and I don't know how in the hell you get away with that. I mean that that was not a flinch. That was a, a full on gallop forward. Well, Cameron, I, I thought about you, and you said that you've done it before and gotten away with it in a game before. Can you imagine getting away with it, and then an offensive lineman? Gets a four-time replay. I think they showed the replay four times on him. You know, jumping off sides and false starting. That never happens. It was literally a spotlight, like, right on him. And what, that was on, was that on a fourth and one? It was on fourth down. That was fourth and one, and they and they got it. So I'm telling you, I'm going to hold that against him. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> that's a half-letter grade. Bro, that, seriously, that, would, that moves them back to fourth and sixth, and then the punt team comes on, and they obviously, you know, no. I'm going to hold that against you. That's crazy that you got away with that. Unbelievable. They showed it like four times on the replay. It was pretty, it was pretty incredible. That That's one of the rules in the offensive line handbook is that if they're saying your name or showing your replay, then you're doing something wrong. I remember one time I can, I can tell this truth that I can tell this play or tell you this story from my college days. They never say literally never say your name on the intercom or, or on the PA at a college football game as an offensive lineman. I had like three penalties in my entire collegiate career. And I remember I got a holding call uh, in the middle of like a, a playoff game in my like junior or senior year. And I'm just, I think it was on a touchdown too. It was something like that. No, it wasn't a holding call. I think it was a legal man downfield or something on a touchdown. And they said something on number 78. That was my number in college. And I remember like the whole stadium's like booing, but my grandma doesn't know any better. And she <laughs> heard my number and starts like cheering and going crazy and can't figure out why they're booing me and just taking points off the board for my squad. <laughs> Shout out to grandma. It cost us 10 yards. Yeah. Happy new year, grandma. Happy new year. Uh, let's hit a lightning round. A couple things that just picked away from the game. Want to get your take on it. Bears fan walks into a bar. He walks up to Cameron Lee and he goes, Cameron, what happened to Allen Robinson in this game? How do you respond? Jair Alexander. I think that, you know, they've got a strong secondary and, and they've got good corners and they knew where we like to throw the ball. The guy gets 12 catches a game for, for, for the Bears. And he, like we, we, like we normally say, 10 to 12 catches and right around 100 yards. And they, they knew that and they've got some great corners and they take them away. Only saw five targets in the game. Didn't really get involved until the second half. I don't think he had a target to the end of the first half. So, Cameron, in your opinion, is that the Bears saying to themselves, hey, we're going to kind of scheme around this and maybe try and decoy A-Rob and see if we can get things going in a different way? Or was it more of the Green Bay Packers? And as you said, Jair Alexander kind of sort of taking our best receiver out of the offensive mix. I think that there was a, a clear effort to eliminate the Bears' go-to guy in the passing game. And I think that that was their their big thing is they're going to key on – key on our ability to run and, and make sure that David Montgomery doesn't average more than three yards per carry and that 
Uh, Allen Robinson's only is going to have limited touches and, and if you can stop those guys, you can stop the Bears. Which leads to a guy who got a lot of action in this game, was setting some career high marks, walked out of the game injured. An either-or situation for you heading into this game against the Saints. Who is more important for the Bears to be healthy next Sunday, Darnell Mooney or Roquan Smith? I think it has to be Roquan. I mean, what Roquan has done on the defense this year has just been phenomenal, his involvement. Uh, you know, one of the leading tacklers in the in the league, obviously, and he's just everywhere, and he's just such a huge part of of what they do de- defensively. I love Darnell Mooney, and what he did today was obviously awesome. I think he, what he have eleven catches today, he used in a variety of ways. Uh, I, I do love that, and I think he's he's a nice gadget, but he's that he's just that he's a gadget to this offense and an important one at that. But Roquan's kind of the heart of the defense. A final big question before we get out of here and we get ready for what's going to be a playoff week here on Believe in Bears brought to you by betonline.ag. We got more pods coming up for you down the path. First blush, Cameron, I know the Bears just lost. They lost to a rival. They lost by 21. They're heading into playoffs to play New Orleans Saints team, which is very talented, which we lost to in overtime earlier this year. We've been riding this high of this offense trending in the right direction. I think it's safe to say we took a small step back today, but still... I'm still sensing progress. There was a a whiff of consistency where we are still getting a certain aspect of offense that I think can help us put up in a position to win a playoff game. Where do you sit just right now? We're going to dive in, do all the work, come back in the preview pod, but how do you feel about the bears going up against the saints next week? There's good stuff that can be taken away from today. Whether the overall result was great. Um, I think that just as far as just establishing their identity goes and kind of having that confidence moving forward, I think they're okay. And as far as uh, what they can do against the Saints, I mean, it was, they took them to overtime when they were a bad team. If they should have won that game. Fit, they should have won that game, and the Bears were bad back then. You know, th- there was the, the Nick Foles Bears that couldn't move the ball whatsoever. You know, I, it's not the best version of the Saints, but – as we see in the NFL every single week, you don't always get the best version of teams. Uh, so is this going to be a tough one? Absolutely. Is is does the Bears defense need to be better? For sure. For absolutely for sure. Um, but the version of the Bears offense that we saw however many weeks ago when the Saints and them last played, that's so far away from the version that this team is today. So I, I do think the Bears have a shot to win this game. They're going to have to be a lot cleaner on both sides of the ball. But if they come out and play play a solid game, they, they definitely stand a chance, just like they stood a chance in today's matchup. Yeah, to follow up on that, this might be a fastball across the plate, but on the preview pod last week, I asked you the question, if they were going to beat the Packers, what was going to be more important, the defense showing up, and rebounding and trying to be that above average defense that we all think that they can be talent wise or the offense continuing its consistency and moving forward. I'm going to throw it at you again, heading into this saints game. First blush, what's going to be more important to beating the saints next week, this defense improving upon what it's been showing the last three weeks or an offense that, you know, maybe improving in that red zone, continuing that consistency and continuing that efficiency quest that they've been on for a month now that's a tough question because i mean the offense has made such strides and i'm very happy with a lot of it but today we saw some major deficiencies like in getting the ball into the end zone and uh making sure that you know that everyone's uh i guess getting the most of their opportunities making sure that Allen robinson doesn't get completely phased out of a game so like that's tough but then again we're going against one of the most dynamic offenses that 
you know, that, that we've seen in the last decade. And Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns two weeks ago. This is a team that's dangerous, that has weapons all across the field and a defense that the, for the bears that is um, been mightily inconsistent as of late. And once again, gave up 35 points to a very good offense. Uh, so I, I still am going to put it on the defense to be better. Although I don't think that either, either team has a cakewalk and uh, it's obviously very difficult both ways. And Cameron, you know, this just means another week that we get to sing the praises of Cairo Santos. I mean, the guy can do no wrong. I mean, he is, he's a lethal weapon. He's a laser out there. He's a missile. You don't want him on the field. Today, we didn't really want him on the field that often. You know, he hits every single ball in sight. And guess what? We're heading into the playoffs right now. I, last I remember, the last time the Bears were there, a field goal kicker, uh, that's important. The, just the last time I checked. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah, having the consistency from the kicking position is so important, especially in these playoff games. I have not heard great things about Bears history uh, with kickers in the playoffs. I I wasn't there. I don't. I uh, I don't. I oh, checked Cameron, out for, I'm about to give year, you the worst bad things. I'm going to give you the worst homework assignment of your life, and you're going to come back <laughs> up Thursday's preview and be like, "I just watched it all. I'm terrified." What's a double doink? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was in my notes. It's one of our one of our reference points. Well, Cameron, I got to tell you, man, happy new year. It's been a wild season. We're going to finish up. I believe our records are going to be, uh, I think 11 and five and eight and eight on our season projection uh, records, 10 and six, 10 and six. six. We're going to go one more bite of the apple next week. And uh, I've been very thankful, very happy to do this pod with you, man. And Hey man, we get one more uh, trip around the sun next week and hopefully many more for the next month, man. Let's take this pod to the Super Bowl. Well, we could, I mean, we, we might, we might as well. Bears lose 35 to 16, but somehow this is a happy week 17 Sunday. The Arizona Cardinals lose to the Rams 18 to 7, which means the Bears are in the playoffs. They're going to be playing next Sunday at 1.40, I think, Eastern time or 4.40 Eastern time, 1.40 Pacific time against the New Orleans Saints. So guess what? We're coming back with a preview pod of the New Orleans Saints Bears playoff game. Until then, Cameron, take us home on a victorious quote unquote pod. Well, you guys have been listening to the Believe in Bears podcast and the Believe podcast network make sure you check out our pre-game show this week as we uh, get you prepared for the uh, bears matchup with the saints make sure that you are liking subscribing sharing telling all your friends about this awesome podcast make sure that uh, you guys are prepping up for an awesome 2021 i want to say happy new year to everyone and thank you to everyone who has listened to this show and remember to always bear down bear down happy new year grandma Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.